0: welcome to the she's the owner podcast i'm your host karen mccarran on this podcast you will find tips on business relationships and personal growth i keep it real i keep it honest but i say it with love as a coach and entrepreneur of over 20 years i have a whole host of takes on all aspects of personal development so grab a coffee and buckle up this is the she's the owner podcast mm. Hey everybody, it's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host Kara McCarran. Welcome to episode I Have No Idea. I'm in the 100 and I'm going to say 16, 17 range. Don't quote me. Um, so we have a super special guest today, Sydney Stark. So Sydney is a self-love and relationship coach and she's also my daughter, which is probably what I should have led with, but this podcast is about business, and so that's why I'm saying it like that. Welcome to the show, Thank kid.
1: you, thank you. Very exciting.
0: So I haven't done a, an interview-style podcast in a while, and the reason I wanted to... So Sydney's actually in my um, STO Accelerator program. Um, her and her sister actually are. So for any of you moms out there who feel some type of guilt around being an entrepreneur, don't, because it's stupid to feel guilty about that, A, and B, you teach them that it's okay to be an entrepreneur. And if that's the direction they want to go in, that's where they go and they feel okay about it. So um, we're, we'll talk a bit about, you know, the, I mean, obviously I know her history, she's my child. So I know basically her whole life, but she, one of the things that we recently talked about was Um, this idea of inner child healing and how important it is as part of any coaching practice and how I think a lot of people miss out on it Um, so Sydney I would like to kind of have for the listeners obviously as well have an idea of like what what brought you to wanting to be a coach first of all Um, so she's young and I think this is part of again the inner child healing work that Um, I think coaches need to do in particular, because you can learn all the stuff and you can do all the marketing, you can do all this, you know, all the pragmatic strategy kind of stuff. But there's a point where none of that will work if you haven't done the inner healing and inner healing includes self love and relationships with self and others. So Sydney, tell me tell the listeners a little bit about why you you've ended up here and, you know, about the business and what your plans are and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, totally. So what ultimately led me here was my three failed relationships (laughs) um so i when i was young um you know i kind of wanted to go out on my own as soon as i could i moved in with a guy and i had a very very tumultuous relationship and it kind of just set the precedent for all my relationships moving forward not that it needed to but it just so happened to go that way and uh over time I mean it's been about seven years seven almost almost eight years since I've moved out actually um and again I I moved out with a guy and I've I've always lived with a guy and it, it really brought me to lose myself um you know I I have a really great support group around me a really big family I have all all the right things but I I found that because when when we're young and we immerse ourselves so deeply into these relationships and we get almost obsessive with these people, um, which is common for a lot of people, but it's something we have to definitely get over when that happens. It doesn't really matter um, what kind of positive things we have around us. We get so consumed in that because we're developing, we're learning like we don't know ourselves yet. Um, And I, I definitely definitely lost myself in all three relationships in very different ways um and I've talked about this a couple times especially with you mom that you know like it it all starts with with you and how you feel about yourself because you're you're not going to set those boundaries with people that you're that you need to um you're not going to be able to follow boundaries etc etc so yeah um Now, now I'm here and I've written an ebook that I'm releasing really soon and I'm very excited talks about the what what I what I see as the four main topics that we that we need to discuss when we're in in young early relationships.
0: So when you think so Sydney's 24. She just turned 24 and um, she did she did move out early so her dad and I separated when she was like one and a bit or just like literally just around her birthday, her her one-year birthday. And I met somebody else, he met somebody else, we got married, we had other lives. And eventually when she was uh, nine, she moved, we moved to Ontario where I, where the rest of the family still is and she's in BC now. And it's interesting because, you know, we always have these ideas about the rules that we have in order to stay happy in certain situations. And I know Sydney and I've talked about it a lot. Like she had a story about mom and dad being in different provinces and how that wasn't like, that's not normal or that's not how it should be. And that's, and she struggled with that quite a bit. And I think, I I think you've come to where you're understanding that's simply not the case, but it does yeah. like talk about how, how that maybe formed your attachment to the guys. Like, because yeah. I don't think a lot of women, in particular and men either but I always speak because we're women and we understand how our brains work more but it's like I don't think we we I know women my age in their 40s who like there's this gap where they're like I don't know do you think that has to do with how I it's like yeah like there is it's not just you didn't just wake up one day and decide you're gonna feel obsessive or attached to these guys
1: walk all over you or whatever the case may yeah, be like, like there way. was
0: stuff that you perceived whether it was right or wrong it doesn't matter it's how you perceived certain events in your younger life that helped shape you and I think that's important to talk about for for girls your age to really like look at it and honor the thing and mm-hmm. then you can move on so t- speak yeah. to that a bit
1: yeah for sure so um as you said it's it's something that we don't really necessarily understand and it's and it's really hard to talk so if you have a good relationship with your parents it can especially be hard to kind of go through this inner child work because like for example i have a great relationship like a very loving relationship with all of my parents as you know um all three of you guys but What a lot of people kind of that disconnect is there There was a lot of things that happened in my childhood that I perceived as a young girl to be certain ways so I had a very loud household because there's a lot of us and -hmm. and that's beautiful and, and great but sometimes as a child I felt that the only way to be heard was to be loud and chaotic and dramatic so when I would get with these guys and they were kind of quiet and reserved, I would be like, What the hell? Like they're not showing me any like they're not, they're not loving me. Because at home, if I was like, hey guys, finally someone would be like, Oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much going on, but I hear you now, let's let's talk. And so that would be kind of how I would try and catch the attention of guys. Um and then on the other hand, speaking on more of an abandonment side, which is also really difficult for people to talk about because it's something you genuinely have to get over yourself. Like there's no way around it. It's your own story. And like, regardless, you have to go through that yourself. And it's effing hard mm. um, because you grow up with these things like deeply rooted in you. And so because I moved around a lot when I was younger, um, I made some decisions when I was younger to move on my own to go and live with my dad and I moved back and forth. And then I moved out on my own and all across Canada and all of these things. So I was constantly like looking for something else, looking for something somewhere else, which really just led me to feel pretty alone whenever I would end up somewhere, hence attaching myself to guys because Mm -hmm. they felt like home.
0: So. Yeah. And I think the interesting part too, is that like, I, cause I went through, you know, with Bob and Dodo, I went through same, like y- you grew up in a, yes, there was some, you know, loudness and lots of, you know, there's, so Sydney's one of four and yeah. it, it we all compete for stage time in our family. It's been that way forever. Um, We have a Leo in our family who she's the oldest. She's 33 now and she's, she's a Leo. She wants the stage. Um, yeah. So definitely Sydney had to compete for for stage time, I wouldn't say anything more than that. Like I think, and 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 that's, this is the beautiful, interesting part about it is her perception may have been, I'm not getting enough love or attention when really it was just somebody else was crying louder than her. And it meant nothing. It didn't mean we loved her less. It didn't mean we cared less. It didn't mean any of those things, but as children, we attach the meaning, right? Yeah. We think, oh, well, that's what this means. And even with my parents, like, you know, there was, there was alcoholism, there was physical abuse, there was mental and emotional abuse, like actual abusive environment. And there were still many things that I had a perception of that were just totally fucking wrong. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, the thing about it, and I think this is important, and I think you're highlighting it is that nobody else can do this work for you. Like I can stay, I could stay upset with my parents for drinking forever if I wanted to, but it mm-hmm. doesn't serve you. Right, no. and just like you could say, well, they shouldn't have done it like this, or they should have blah blah blah, or I shouldn't have moved, or you shouldn't have moved, or I shouldn't have gone to VC or okay. But the only person is like, and Sydney's doing the work; she's done the work. I'm doing the work; I've done the work. But like, you have to get real about it. You have to get real and say, like, if this person, I never spoke to this person. Like, if you never talk to your dad again, or you never talk to me again, you have to. F- You and this is for, for the people listening, you have to do the work to be okay with that. It's like, they're not going to hold your bag of rocks for you. No, you have to be the one to let it down. So talk a little bit about the work that you're doing now. Like, I mean, you're, you're new as a coach, but you're, you're running programs, but talk a bit about the journey or, or how you've figure it out or how you've healed from some of this stuff. I know it's a work in progress always, but maybe you can share something that a young person, a young woman is like, Oh, my parents are dicks or, you know, like, cause it's easy to blame, right? Like, isn't it easier to blame than to actually do the heavy lifting? I, I, it is, I can say that. And it's
1: quicker too. It's way quicker.
0: Yeah, that's true too.
1: I, uh, one thing I think that is very, very important is if, if you can, to be as open and communicative as possible with the people in your life that you feel contributed to your trauma. Because if I hadn't, if I wasn't open with you, my mom, to the people listening, um, and we weren't able to talk about these things, like I wouldn't be able to get past it. Like you said, it's all my own inner work, but it so helps if you can have that open communication because then you start to unravel and realize the stories are stories. You start to unravel and realize, okay, maybe, you know, this person acted a certain way in the past, or I acted a certain way in the past, but now we can see that we're actively working towards not doing that. And like, it's really, really beautiful when you can see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so it's, I've, I've been really, really like working on my personal development, I would say for the last like, two to three years, it's been a very weird road because I've had like some very long points where I felt low and kind of like rock bottomy. But I first went to Tony Robbins with my mom and that was kind of where everything started to, I I was able to start shedding the past and, and, and look at the stories. And and I know we say that a lot, especially as coaches, like your stories, your stories, but it's, it's so important to realize that that's, that's all it is. Even if it's something that you're like, no, it's true. It happened. Like it's, it's okay. You can move past that story though. Like it doesn't have to be your current reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's something. And that's also a huge thing with, uh, for the ladies out there, for the young ladies out there going to <clears throat> and stuff like that, be sad, like deal with what you need to deal with. But like that feeling is not your current reality. And it, this is really about you, all this stuff that's going on, all these like, oh, I can't believe he left me like I, I need to chase him. I've literally done it like I need to chase him out there and and do all these crazy things like, no, this is about you sit with you and understand why you're feeling this way. If it's something to do with your with your parents or your siblings or or, or school and growing up, whatever, if it's some, then sit with that, understand that that's where it's coming from and then move up from there but it's hard.
0: Well, <laughs> it's hard if we say it's hard.
1: It, it, yeah. I I was just about to, to smack myself. It's it's messy, but it's, it's interesting as hell though.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a, a, I love that phrase. It's messy because inner work is messy and it's like, you know, there's, there, the, everybody talks about the, you know, everyone uses the word trigger, right? Like that word is so amplified in our world right now. Triggered me. <laughs> every, you just triggered me with that word, but like, wh- what does trigger mean to us? Right. It means that somebody has done something to piss us off. It doesn't mean, you know, there's, there's a difference between like, you've triggered a trauma response to You've pissed me off. And people like to use triggered as a you pissed me off. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> here's the thing I always say too it's, it's whatever you're, and hear this really clearly, you guys like, whatever you are feeling about a situation is what you're feeling about yourself. It yeah. is always that way. And people like Sydney and myself and other coaches and people in personal development, once you get that, that's when the real changing can happen. Like if I say to Sydney, oh, you're being distant, there's a hundred percent chance that I'm being distant. Yeah. Do you hear me? Like hear that, really let that sink in. And then all of a sudden the responsibility, it's not her responsibility. It's my responsibility. Yeah. Like if I'm saying, oh, she's being like this or she doesn't love me enough, there's a good chance either I don't love me enough or I don't love her enough or I'm right. not showing her. So <clears throat> talk, to, talk a bit about like, because your generation uses that trigger term constantly, like it's, yeah. oh, I'm triggered. I'm cancel culture, all this bullshit. But like, to me, it's like, nobody's really taking responsibility for their own bullshit. Is that is a fair statement? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I yeah I do think that's a fair statement. I think that the word is extremely important and extremely overused um, because it, it is it's it's an important word when we're talking about personal development. Like a, a trigger is is like your body is physically responding to something that you've experienced in the past and you are now experiencing it again. Like that's that's intense. Like to that's, go and that's the true that. statement.
0: That's the true definition. That,
1: that is what it is. Like we're not we're not trying to exaggerate. It just what you're experiencing, something that you've experienced in the past and trigger, you know, it's, it's normally associated with some sort of negative Mm -hmm. traumatic event. Um, and we definitely overuse that word in this kind of, in this generation, I think that a lot of people are just very, very quick to, uh, yeah, to, to use it when, when they're just angry and that's not, and that's not what we're talking about at all.
0: So So what are some of the ways, like now that you're out of, out of these three relationships and you're single and you're spending time and, and I want you to talk about, it's hard when you're in your twenties, early twenties, it can be very, you know, especially for Sydney, right? She's a social creature. I mean, we all are, but some are more than others. And, you know, I, you're sort of dating, but you really, it feels like you want to focus on the business and yourself and whatever, like how do you, when you start to feel pulled in a direction of someone, you know, probably isn't the right choice at the moment, are, you know, are you, are you personally aware enough now where you're like, "Mm, I'm about to make a choice that really doesn't serve me. And if you are, what are some of the ways that you can share with other women where it's like, your instinct knows stay the fuck away from this guy, but you still kind of like, "Mm, fuck it because we both know like two, three months from now, if that your instinct was right. Like, you know, I talk about feminine energy and your intuition is always right. But like, talk a a bit about when you feel yourself going in that direction. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, I mean, it's something that we're all very familiar with um, especially, you know, the emotional, emotionally driven women out there like myself, um, it can be really easy to be pulled in, but my biggest piece of advice is to th- so this is an exercise that I've done before, um, that I've got, I've, I've, I've told my friends before about it and, and I've gotten some definitely mixed reviews on, on their thoughts, but I think it's a really incredible exercise and it's basically, and I'm, I'm pretty sure maybe you brought it to my attention or, or possibly Tony, I can't remember, but the, um, writing down your perfect partner. Mm. And, and when I, what I mean by mixed responses or um, to the, to the exercise is that some people have been like, oh, that seems kind of shallow and da da da, But the reason that we do this is, is because we're just trying, we're trying to really stick it in our brains. Like who, the, the kind of person we're trying to attract, who we're looking for, like the values we want them to have, because, and I, and I write a bit, a little bit about this in my book, when we talk about red flags. And I think that's, <clears throat> that's kind of um, important here because, if we if we can start to attr- start by attracting that right person to us that that person that really fits well with us that we're looking for rather than going out and dating all these people going through a bunch of heartbreak getting in fights getting angry at them putting them down potentially them putting you down like we're young and even men at this age are emotional right like a lot of that stuff does come up so And that's what I've experienced right with with dating instead of really taking a good look at who I'm looking for and, and taking a step back and looking at the relationship when it's new. I just dive right in. And there's something to be said for taking things slow. That's I'm actually in that kind of thing right now. And last night was a really good example. Actually, I hadn't seen this guy in. We haven't seen each other for a week. And he was going to come over last night and I had a really long work day yesterday. I was exhausted. And as much as like the girl in me was like, just stay up. You want to see him. You want to hang out with him. You know, you'll be awake when he gets here. I was like, you know what? I need to take some self-care time, go to bed early. I'm falling asleep trying to text him right now and wake up at the time I want to wake up at blah, blah, blah. And I feel so great. And I'll see him another day this week. Right. And so I think it's just really important to, you got to put yourself first. Like you really have to put yourself, you you can't be a good, you can't be a good partner if you're not showing up for yourself. And that's not to say you have to be perfect because that's also a misconception that we have right now that, you know, you have to be per, and that's kind of what we're talking about too, um, in our group, right. With yep. certifications, like you have to be 100%, you don't, you don't have to be no. a perfect individual, but you have to be willing to, like you're saying, like, look at that mirror and look at yourself and, and, you know, all that good stuff. So
0: Sorry, I'm having some technical <laughs> issues right now. Basically my microphone just fell off its stand. So, oh my goodness. We're just going to go with Get it. That out or <laughs> Well, we'll try. Um, so so, yeah, I mean, you, all, everything you just said was really compelling. And and I want to bring up a couple of things, too. It's like so when I as I was raising these girls, really what I you know, I always said a guy isn't there to complete you like Jerry fucking McGuire wants you to believe he's there to compliment and same for vice versa. Like I've always said to the kids, you want to be whole first Mm-hmm. And then the invitation and the energy and the attraction of who that, you know, person is, is totally different than when you're going out a relationship thinking, oh my God, he has to, you know, he has to complete me. I'm, I'm not feeling. Yeah. Like uh, it's total horseshit. Like Sydney has to be able to stand on her own before she can invite the level of man she wants into her life. I have to stand on my own before I can in, in, uh, invite the type of man that I want to be with. That's going to compliment me because it's. It, you know, there's so much um, relationship trauma that's happening, especially during COVID. Right? I mean, we're stuck in houses together. It's fucking brutal. Like, any way you slice it, if you're in a marriage, you know what I'm talking about. But like, at the end of the day, it's it's important to feel like I'm not. I'm. I say this in my business. I say this in the group. I'm an oak tree. Who I am is who I am. I'm always evolving, and I'm always growing and learning new strategies on how to be a better you know, communicator, master my emotions, all those, all those things, but who I am has never been like, it's always been who I am. And it, and it's not until, and I still have work to do in this area. And, um, you know, I think everybody kind of does at some point, but it's like, if I, if I'm not sure of who I am and I'm not sure of like my non-negotiables, here's the other thing. And I've had the kids do this too. Um, And Sydney, we we have done the perfect spouse. I do the perfect day exercise too, or perfect partner. And it's really powerful, but you know, writing a list of all the things that are absolutely like non-negotiable for you. And then looking at that list with most honest eyes you've ever looked at it and then real, and then asking yourself, are you that person? Mm -hmm. Right? Like if I'm sitting here like, you know, doing nothing, you know, maybe like working half-assed and not really, pa- and I'm trying to get an ambitious entrepreneur. I'm never going to attract that because no. I'm not that. Um, so, so tell us a bit about the ebook. I know you're giving it away to get some, um, you know, if you drop your email, she will happily give you the ebook. So I'll get you to give us all that info in a second, but talk a little bit about what, what somebody would expect to get when they read that book.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, it, it's, it's an ebook, it's got four chapters in it. Um, and the chapters are, are in order. And you know, what, what I would, what, what I see is the the four kind of pillars of, of learning about this kind of stuff. So we have the five love languages, um, boundaries, toxic behaviors, and red flags, quote, quote. um, there's journal prompts in there after every chapter as well, just to kind of get you thinking and and stuff like that. I, uh, yeah, I just, I wanted to have something that was simple and easy to read, but that you could still have a a good, a really good takeaway from it. Um, It's just some basic tips really to make you, to make you feel like you're not alone because realistically we're all going through very similar stuff when it comes to these relationships. Like, I, I, mom, you've probably heard me say this like 10 times now because I say it to everybody, but we're all dating the same guy when we're in our twenties, I swear to God. And it's nobody's fault. That's a huge, that's something I like, there's, there's no fault. I mean, they, the boys have bad behaviors. We have bad behaviors, whatever. But yeah, what what you'll expect to see is, is some inner work, some self-love work journal prompts that can kind of help you look inward like this isn't about break up with your man this isn't about go play the field like this is about you and then sending you off so you can have healthy relationships because I know way too many people that are successful and far along in their lives who their shitty relationships have really affected them negatively because they didn't know how to start so hopefully I can help you start.
0: Amazing. Um, where can, excuse me, where can people find you? Are you like Instagram, Facebook, what's the best way to to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing. And, um, Sydney's also offering a three month 90 day um, accelerator that I know she's going to be launching very soon. Um, but where can people find you now?
1: Um, so it's Sid Stark on Instagram. Um, that's my handle. And, uh, yeah, you can DM me on there. Um, I'm going to be launching my website this week. Um, just so you can get in touch with me that way, if you'd like, which will have a breakdown of the program that I'm going to be putting on and, uh, yeah.
0: Amazing. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for, um, chatting with me, kiddo. I'm, I'm always like, I mean, this is new for Sydney. So as a mom, strictly as a mom, it's very exciting to see her develop into her own little, um, on her journey into entrepreneurship she's been an entrepreneur forever and I think this is something that's finally really clicked and and she's in her zone now because I mean we've watched her we've watched her go through these relationships and what an insightful young lady to be able to like catch it see what the problem was and now teach other women how to avoid it because it's necessary but I love you baby thank you so much for doing the uh, podcast with me and we'll talk to you soon guys bye